Hi, welcome to the My Chicago Podcast. I'm Carrie Rubin, your host, and I am just in love with today's featured business, Zen Yoga Garage. I like working out, but I don't do classes super frequently, but when I do, Zen Yoga Garage is one of my favorite places to get my stretch on. I love that it had the look and feel of a corporate chain studio, but it's a small local gem that has like an everybody's family feel to it. I also appreciate it and take advantage of their in-person classes on a variety of topics that are yoga and mindfulness related. And I was also just super curious about how they got started, as well as the pivot to offering classes in a vacant lot last summer. So I was thrilled when Melissa Toledo, the current managing partner of Zen Yoga Garage, agreed to jump on a call with me. They're currently offering classes in person at 1845 North Milwaukee Avenue in Bucktown, as well as online. So be sure to check out their schedule at zenyogagarage.com and get your zen on. So let's talk to Melissa, hear a little bit more about their story. Well, welcome, Melissa. I am so thrilled to meet you and learn a little bit more about Zen Yoga Garage. So if you want to get started by telling me a little bit about the history of the business and then where you're at today. Yeah, definitely. So Zen Yoga Garage came to be in 2013, and the two founders were Piper Lori Parker and William Sen, and they both came from a core power background. So Piper had been teaching and practicing and managing core powers in Chicago and loved the like inclusiveness of offering so many different options, but wanted to definitely step away from the corporate feel and vibe and have a little bit more kind of ownership over the community element of the studio. Mm -hmm. So um, Bill, who is a real estate guy, got this space, which was formerly a a Jiffy Lube. Okay. And (laughs) they came together and Piper had the business plan and the idea. They put together a studio that would offer many different options, kind of took a big leap of faith. It's a big, big space. And it worked. So over the past, what, seven, in almost eight years, we've gone from two studios to now we have four studios. Um, one of our studios, we opened January of 2020. What opportune time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, it could hold 100 people. Now we have 15 in there, but that works too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been wild. But then... In last March, uh, Piper, Bill, and I all talked about myself joining in as a partner. And very briefly after, Piper um, announced that she would be moving to Prague. So, uh, wow. amongst yeah, amongst like pandemic and shifting and adapting for that, we also started to shift and adapt to move the management uh, managing member position onto me, so that Piper could go off and start her new adventure. So that's kind of how I came to be as part of this. I was part of the studio in one way or another for the past six years or so. Okay. Yeah. I think I've taken a few of your classes. I've always enjoyed that. And I've, I've loved the space. And one of the things too, that I really appreciated is just the yoga and then plus all of the educational opportunities. And then I was always really impressed with the branding and marketing. It was like corporate like with that, with a, but it's a small business. Yeah, that was definitely something that was always really important. I think because Piper came from corporate background, she had a really good idea of like creating a brand kit. And we have our fonts, we have our colors, we have our logo, we have our web logo. So any marketing we create, anything that we put out there, 
has a very specific look. And that look has shifted throughout the years for sure. But we always try to keep something consistent, something that lets you know that it is our our brand. Yeah. Yeah, And the spaces are cool. And one of the other things that I thought was really awesome was that um, I live just off of Western in Augusta. So I drive past the lot that you guys got recently. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So obviously with COVID, everything adapted, we shifted. We moved a bunch of classes to live stream only. Um, In addition to that, we were fortunate enough to get that space from Bill Sen. So that was an abandoned vacant lot just sitting there. And we got permission to be there for the summer and opened up what we called the Zen Yoga Yard. So we put out big speakers, big tents, and had our outdoor space. That way we could stay socially distant, um, but still be together. So that was really fortunate. Came with a bunch of struggles of its own, but it was definitely amazing to see like the city and the fitness community as a whole come together and say, okay, yeah, it's a hundred degrees out and sunny and we're practicing yoga because we want to be together or, mm-hmm. oh, is it raining? No big deal. <laughs> I bet. Like, cause you can't plan too far ahead with how crazy our weather is. Oh my gosh. There were so many days where we'd be like, I'd be up at the main studio space and look outside and see it turn gray. I'm like, whoop, like drive down there really quickly to take down speakers or put up tents. Oh my gosh. It wasn't supposed to rain today. <laughs> yeah. So have you been able to float through the pandemic business-wise or has have you lost a lot of business? We've definitely lost. I, I don't think I know of any small business that would call this like a thriving time by any means. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so... Um, And the hard thing is it's just the effects of we're definitely down memberships. We're definitely down revenue. We are staying afloat um, at a much reduced schedule. So previously we had 31 classes a day. Oh, wow. We've taken that down to about 10. Um, But it's just a challenge because every class costs a lot more money because Mm -hmm. now it's not just the class. It's the live streaming, the tech fees, the streaming fees, all the new software, all the new staff to manage all of that. Um, and so things that like the average consumer wouldn't even think about, like all the, exactly. the costs wrapped up in that. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, you see the live stream happening, but we pay for every single one of those live streams. And in addition to having the teacher there, there needs to be somebody who's out at the front desk monitoring the live stream and then uploading afterwards. So it's a much, you know, it's a much more scaled up production at this point than it ever has been. Um, what's really fortunate is our members and the members that we've been able to maintain have been really, really lovely, really, really supportive. So that's been amazing. Um, the struggle and the thing that probably hurts the worst, and I think that most people in this situation feel it as well, are the members who want to be there and can't. Because the economic impact has just hit everybody. Yeah. You know, so not everybody has the luxury of being able to afford to be there. So we are doing our best with trying sliding scale and um, like economic hardship based payments for memberships, but it's just hard all around. It is. It is very much so. Is there anything else you'd like people to know? Yeah, I mean, the big thing is we've, we're working for ways for everybody to practice in some way. So we definitely think that this is an important time to step into your practice as opposed to away from it. 
because the stresses and the isolation and the loneliness is feeling very real. So we do, we are offering sliding scale memberships. We just ask for you to reach out to us and we work all of those individually. Um, in addition, we're doing community-based classes every Saturday and Sunday. Those are in-person and live stream. And we take donations for a different organization each month. Um, last month, we took donations for Salt and Light Coalition. This month is going towards Chicago Next. Um, and then we offer classes live stream. We have an on-demand library. We do Zoom classes where you get the two-way feedback. And we're doing in-person, both heated with the doors closed, as well as in-person with the garage doors open. So it's an outdoor experience. Yeah, well, that's, that's so, yeah. cool that you have the flexibility to have it open or closed. I mean, especially with the weather, the way. Yeah, it, it's been wild to see like people's commitment to practice and everyone's different comfort levels. But we had, because we were able to stay open even through um, the last parts of phase three, because we have those garage doors and seeing students still come in with beanies and gloves and sweatsuits, like that's ready commitment. to practice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So are there any Chicago businesses you'd like to nominate? Yeah, this it was funny. I was looking through, I was like, okay, just a few to name. So there's definitely some people that are like kind of our inner circle folks. And I'm trying to to hit and speak towards different um, businesses. So mm -hmm. number one is Arazu, Costa Rican restaurant right at our corner. Yeah. We probably frequent them three to four times a week. And like every restaurant right now, it's hard it's for them. So hard. So. <laughs> but they are doing takeout. They have a window where they're doing takeout. So you don't even need to set foot inside. Um, the other is Spinergy in Wicker Park. That's, like that's one of our good friends. Yep. Um, Liza is down there. She's the owner there. And they've been able to offer with their garage doors open. Now with garage doors down and they're also live streaming. And then the other is Lost Girls Vintage, which is they have two yeah. locations. It's a vintage clothing store. The woman, Sarah Zuzi, used to do um, work for our social media. Um, but she started off in a van or in a school bus, rather, and just like built up, built up, built up. And they're still doing um, pickup and you can order online. So trying to get a little bit retail, another fitness person, another restaurant, because truly all of our industries have been impacted hugely. Like. Hugely. Yeah. And I, I just love the diversity and the different types of businesses that this, this city has. And I'd hate to see that disappear because of this crazy pandemic. So trying yeah. to do, trying to do my part to support you guys as much as possible. We appreciate it. I mean, this, it's what it's all about. If there's anything that I've learned this past year is as a community, we're able to come together and support one another. So I really do think that we'll all be able to come out of this in some ways stronger, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this experience under our belt for sure. Yes. Got to find the silver linings, right? Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really love talking to you and I hope people come visit you sooner than later, even though, you know, times are crazy still. Thank you so much. Yeah. And everyone can reach out to us. It's my email is Melissa at zenyogagarage.com. If you contact anything at zenyogagarage.com, I'll be there to help respond. That's the benefit of the small business. But yeah, we're trying to be here for everyone in any way we can. So let us know if there's a way that we can help support you too. Great. Thank you so much. 
Isn't Melissa great? I just love her and Zen Yoga Garage. Yogis are just the best people, aren't they? You can find the show notes, details on her business nominations, and more at mychicagopodcast.com forward slash zen dash yoga dash garage or on my Facebook and Instagram accounts at mychicagopodcast. I'd love it if you give me a follow so you can keep up with all the My Chicago featured businesses. And also be sure to visit Zen Yoga Garage online at zenyogagarage.com or at 1845 North Milwaukee Avenue. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.